What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us in this episode two of the Pages SEO podcast. For those that don't know, Pages is a quarterly print publication. That's right. I said print and it's sent to your home or place of business absolutely free. You can subscribe at pagesseomagazine.com. That's pagesseomagazine.com. Pages is printed and produced in Boise, Idaho, but it's sourced from the SEO experts worldwide. That's the magazine, but this is the podcast where we interview past contributors and discuss subjects relating to this amazing industry that we call SEO. Okay, this is part two of my interview with Charles Taylor. He is the head at head SEO at Verizon Consumer Markets. And in part one of this interview that you can download on iTunes, we talk about SEO more holistically. This week, though, we're going to dive into more specifically what Charles wrote about in uh, our recent issues of Pages Magazine. Uh, More specifically, he talks about SEO testing. Now, this is huge in our industry because there's so much talk about how to do things and the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. And the perspective that Charles takes is very scientific. Uh, And so you're going to hear a lot of how and why we should do testing. It's a fantastic interview. At the end of this interview, I'll wrap it up with some thoughts about some of the things that Charles has been talking about. So if you don't know who Charles is or you find what he's saying interesting and you'd like to know more, just find him on Twitter. He'd be happy to chat with you. His Twitter handle is Charles H. Taylor. That's Charles H. Taylor. Find him on Twitter. Hit him up. He'd love to talk. We move into this conversation with me asking how to get started doing SEO testing. That being said, let's jump right in. I would love to say I was sitting at my chair at my desk one day and I was inspired to say, we can do better as a, as a group. It wasn't that at all. Again, going back to inspiration or desperation, it was desperation. I worked for, I worked for a company and um, we had, I don't think it was 15 or so sites we were managing. And the problem I always had is all the sites were usually doing okay, except for one or two. There were always one or two laggards. And what really kind of frosted me is, is like, well, I'm, it's, what's different? It's me. My team's not different. I would move people around sometimes. I'm like, no, the, the strategy is the same. The teams are the same. I can't blame the IT guys. They're, you know, they're for the most part yeah. doing the same thing on all the sites. Like, you know, I can't point the finger at anybody. So it has to come back to me. And it was very, very frustrating. And quite honestly, it was extremely disheartening. There was a brief period of time where I decided, I, I said, I not only do I not think I want to stay in SEO, I'm not even sure SEO is a thing. Have I been lying to myself for years? As an industry, have we been telling ourselves we're making these things move, but it's just randomness out of the Google algorithm, and we think we're doing things? And I really got these unsettling conversations with myself where I had – I was listening to – uh, Nassim Taleb, he talked about uh, fooled by randomness. So I was listening to that at the time, and and he, he would talk about how traders think that they know how to trade the market when it really just it's just randomness, and they attribute mm. uh, the the attribution of yeah. uh, success to skill and and uh, poor and uh, poor results is bad luck, and and everyone does it. SEOs are no different. <laughs> and I really started kind of soul searching, and I boiled it down to how do I know what I know, and I started. Mm doing a little bit of a quest, just like I had done years ago when I first discovered SEO. And I found there were a few people out there talking about testing, talking about what they call single variable testing within SEO. And that means you're, you're 
really trying to drill down just one thing changes on the page and you see how Google reacts to it. You see how the algorithm reacts right. to it. So that's what I started doing. I, I watched, a, there was a, a webinar or something I had watched. I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'll give it a shot. Let's see it. And so mm-hmm. I set up a brand new domain. So you set up a brand new domain. So, cause you want a base level. You don't want to do it off a domain that, that already has any kind of, any kind of authority or anything in Google. Cause they're, again, it's in the wild. You don't want to do things in the wild. We're trying to do things in a lab. We're trying to be scientific. Um, right. So you take a, a new, a, a new uh, domain. I would create uh, five, although now I do seven pages just, um, for, for technical reasons, I do seven pages now. They're all exactly the same, except for the title tag and the meta description. They have to be different, otherwise Google won't index all the pages. So the content on the pages are all exactly the same. The title tag and the meta description are um, are are different, just so that Google indexes all the pages. And I will make one change on the page, on one change on the on one of the pages. So typically mm. seven pages. I put a fake keyword that Google's never seen before. So you go to one of those random word generators and you come up with a word that Google's never seen before. And the goal is you want to type that word into Google and you want to see your seven pages show up. And actually what will happen is they'll show you one page and then you'll get the that Google alert sh- saying that the results have been filtered. That's the duplicate content filter everybody's talking about mm-hmm. or the duplicate content penalty, but it's not really a penalty. Google always says, it's not a penalty, it's a filter. And now I understand why it is truly a filter in the search results. It is not a penalty, but we as SEOs and site owners, we perceive it as a penalty because our page doesn't show up because it's duplicate. Wow. So anyways, you click the link. Now you should see all seven pages. I take the middle okay. page. I make that one variable change in that page. and I see what happens. Does it go up? Does it go down? Does it stay the same? And I started wow. doing that. And I started once again, gaining confidence that, okay, whew, SEO is a thing. <laughs> you really right. can optimize a page. It exists. Uh, and it makes sense. Google algorithm, it's, it's, a, it's a computer algorithm. It's math. So if the right. computer's using math, I can use math. And so that's really what I'm doing. Number one, you figure out the factors. And then number two, you can, using the factors, uh, you can then start figuring out, all right, well, this space, I want to work in this space. Let's see what factors my competitors are using. And then mm-hmm. I can um, reverse engineer their factors and then just make sure that I am um, a little bit better than them. Wow. Got to be careful about being too much more because there are other spam algorithms floating around out there, the MC4 uh, floating around out there. And that's, and and we won't even talk about that now, but so you don't, you just have to be a little bit better. You don't, you know, the old joke, two guys run across the bear. One guy puts his shoes and put his uh, um, uh, sneakers on. And the first says, Uh you you can't outrun a bear. I said, I'm not, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. (laughs) Um, Outrun you. Yep. So, um, no, that's, um, I mean, I think I find that fascinating and I, I think it's interesting from a perspective that, um, there can be kind of two strains of thought, I think in our industry that are fighting for attention. One, one stream is the, um, you know, Google says one thing, but they don't say all things. And so you should take it with a grain of salt. And the other side that might be like more Google apologists to say, well, that's what they said and that's what they mean. And so even though maybe the search isn't, doesn't always play out that way, it's it's, they're not necessarily hiding anything. It's just, it's what it is and they'll catch up with it sooner or later. In this recent article you write, you, uh, emphasize title tags. And so there's kind of this baseline assumption with title tags, like best practices, right? And so where do we get those best practices from, you know? And, um, a lot of times it's Google kind of saying, this is how you ought to do this. And then we run with that and, and we don't ever think to deviate from that. And yet here you are writing this article saying, well, actually, let me tell you about this test I did. 
tell me a little bit more about that experience and sure. uh, and and what you learned from that. Sure. So yeah, testing is one of those things I recommend everybody do it. You learn so much about Google in general. I no longer need validation from other SEOs or Google because I know. I now know what I know, and, and it's almost freeing. It, it sounds almost evangelical, I realize, but um, wow. Wow. It, it's so, – so take the example of the title tag. So Google makes a change. Uh, they only display 60 pixels or 65 pixels. I, I forget the exact number. 60 pixels, I think mm-hmm. it is. And um, I'll, I'll be honest. It's been a while now since the change. I'm not even sure if they, if they actually officially made the announcement. They just made the change. Someone noticed mm-hmm. it. And this is a typical SEO kind of, you know, SEO bubble we do. And there's nothing wrong with it. Every industry does this. People start writing about it. And this, and then, but then it starts moving away from writing to hypothesizing and saying, well, you got to have your keyword in the front. You don't want it truncated. And because if it's mm-hmm. trunc, and then it turns into, you want to have your keyword in the front because if it's truncated, Google doesn't look at it. And then yeah. there's all these myths start showing up around title tags that, quite frankly, Google never said anything about it. So Google, a lot of folks will say, oh, Google's lies or Google is, 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 is deceptive. What I've found when you stop reading the Google, like they don't they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. We as an industry started making wow. up all this stuff around what they said. They just sit back and, and kind of smile to themselves because I'm still convinced they don't particularly like SEO. They accept SEO. They know it exists, but they, you know, hey, they're a public traded company. They cannot have people thinking that their algorithm can be gamed. Um, that is not right. good for business. Um, right. So, so I, Mike, and then what frustrated me always is the, a lot of these tools, I apologize to anybody who sells tools out there, but a lot of these tools, one of the tests and one of the checks they always do is what's the length of your title tag? And you get all these errors if your title tag is too long yep. or too short. Yep. And it's, it, you know, it's one of those, it's a good sales pitch. It's, again, it's something that everybody can understand. But I asked myself and I was talking to my team like, we actually got in the conversation. I said, well, you know, does that keyword, you know, that keyword's, you know, too far on the title tag, Google may not read it. And then I kind of caught myself saying that. And I said, huh, I wonder if Google can read it. And then it's then the next question is like, well, how far into the title tag can Google read? And, and so, well, hey, we can, we can hypothesize about it or, or even worse. Sometimes you've seen this in the SEO forums and comments, getting a complete flame wars with each other over what we yeah. think Google's yeah. doing. I said, I could just yeah. test it. And so that is exactly what I did. I just, again, single variable testing. I created pages. I created different versions of the page with, with just the keyword, the keyword after X number of characters. And then I started, I started pushing it out and I ended up blowing it out. I said, let's just get silly. Let's, let's just go crazy, go a thousand characters and see what happens. And the results I found fascinating, um, but I won't mm. give them away. Everybody has to read the article. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the results are fascinating. But now I'm at the a feeling like now I know the answer. Now yeah. I don't. That now it doesn't. Empowering. I yeah. I, I feel empowered. I'm like okay. Now I there's certain things I know where the edge of the cliff is. I, I know what is dangerous, what is not dangerous, and then I still have a little bit. Well, here's kind of how I'll do it. Uh, knowing what I know, I can now make a really intelligent decision. And um, yeah. I had a chuckle. That's we ha- we were talking with an agency just recently, and someone said, "Yo, your title tag's too long." And I said, well, "What's too long?" And then I started asking them questions and, and I could, I could, and I was doing it. It was just myself and him. So it wasn't like, I wasn't beating them up in front of a bunch of people, but uh, I wouldn't do that. That would be mean, but I wanted to, you know, kind of twist a little bit. And we got into a great conversation and I said, how do you know what you know? And we got into a great conversation about testing and about understanding and, and that, Hey, an algorithm is just math and, and we can solve these problems using math. 
so let's let's take a simplistic example. Um, let's say Google. We want to test. Does so? My question would be: Does Google read the meta keywords? Now I'm sure there's a million a million SEOs out there yelling, "No, they don't." They said they don't. And then my question is: How mm -hmm. do you know? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, so what we would do is we would create a bunch of pages. We would uh, once they were out there, we take the middle page, put the unique keyword in the in the in the key, uh, meta keywords for that middle page and see what happens. Does it go up? Does it go down? Does it not move? If it doesn't move, then it probably isn't a factor. If it goes down, then we know it's a mm. potentially negative factor. If it goes up, then we know it's a potentially positive factor. You do want to, you should duplicate results. Any good test will say you can't just do it once and say, I now have my, my solution. You should really run it. A, I have a couple different ways I run my tests. I'll be brutally honest. I sometimes do sloppy things. I do one test, mainly because I'm just trying to solve a specific problem. But let's just say we yeah. determine that yes, Google does read the meta keywords. Does that mean that meta keywords is going to push me to the front of the rankings? No, that's not what it means. What it means is now we know a zone, an optimization zone, and that's a tool in our toolkit. Okay. And if our pages look just like everybody else's and are optimized the same way, but we're still not quite where we need to be, we've got the same number of links, same number of everything, I'd say, hey, you know what? Look in your toolkit. Huh. Meta keywords. Maybe I'll try using that. Now, I'm not suggesting meta keywords is a, it's a ranking factor. Um, I actually have tested mm -hmm. it, and it definitely is not. Um, so, um, sure, sure. <laughs> so I, but my point is, you now have you now have a toolkit to work with. You now have different zones, and you can you build. What I do is I've built kind of like my page template. How do I build my pages out initially? Then I put them out there. Then I see how they rank. I start look. I start uh, reverse engineering the, the you know the the competition if I'm not ranking where I would expect or as well as I would rank. Yeah. And then I and then I can start again looking at what they're doing. And I can also ignore the noise. Uh, and that's the cool thing about mm -hmm. testing. I know what doesn't work. And so I can ignore the noise I see. Um, and mm -hmm. that's helpful too mm -hmm. because it's it's hard with you know sometimes you look at something and you you see somebody has schema on their page and you're like well maybe I should put schema on my page and and we don't know if that's a ranking yeah. factor I'm not saying you shouldn't have schema on your page I'm saying yeah. if your goal is purely about ranking you've got to identify that as a, as a optimizable factor first. Great conversation, Charles Taylor, talking about SEO testing. There's so much to cover in this, and there's a few takeaways that I have. Number one, the value in testing is that it leads to confidence. When you hear Charles talk, and through all the testing that he's done, you can just hear the confidence that he has in the work of SEO. And this is so empowering. When we can test for ourselves and trial something and see the results that come from that, whether that is good or bad, because sometimes it doesn't always work, but the power of that knowledge of knowing that it doesn't work or knowing that it does is so important as we move through the day-to-day -day activities of search engine optimization. The second thing that I take away from this is that not everybody can do the testing that Charles may be able to do in his organization. Not all of us can create websites, multiple websites for that matter, and run testing on each every website with different setups and different keywords and different optimizations. If that's you, one thing that you can do is ask lots of questions, not simply assume. There are times that we get in patterns of behaviors of things that worked for us at one time or another, 
and we get into a trench of just simply assuming. Sometimes we have to step back and actually look at the things that we're doing and ask great questions about it. Does this thing actually work in the way that I think it does or the way that it worked a few years ago or a few months ago? We must ask great questions. We all can't build websites and test, but we can reach out to those around us, to the Charles of the worlds, and say, hey, have you ever experienced something like this? I've been doing it in a certain way for a certain time, but now I'm questioning whether or not that's actually the best way to do it. There's so much knowledge out there in our industry, so many real experts that have done the hard work of testing and analysis that we can reach out to and they will empower us with that knowledge and share with us the things that they've done to find success. So ask lots of questions. Don't simply assume. Right, that does it for this episode of the Pages Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast, leave a review about this podcast. All that stuff's help get the word out that we exist and what we're doing. Uh, and so thank you so much for joining us. Catch us in two weeks for our next episode of the Pages Podcast. Have a great day.